You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen along with... Aaron Bosch. Hello, everyone. Hi there. And we have uh, uh, a guest on the line from Dakota Hope Clinic. And she is Nadia Smatana, and she's going to tell us a little bit about some exciting things happening with Dakota Hope Clinic. But before we get to that, let's just start with an introduction. Why don't you tell us, our listeners, a little bit about yourself, Nadia? Okay, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, Nadia Smatana here, and um, I'm from Lancewood, North Dakota, so I drive into work in Minot every day. I've been a nurse at RN for a long time, had many different jobs, I have... uh, three children and six grandchildren and a wonderful husband. And uh, we live on a farm up by Lansford. So I've been, uh, like I said, I have many different nursing jobs, but I think the best one of all is the one I have now, and uh, that's to be a a clinic director here at Dakota Hope. It's something that I had dreamed of being involved in uh, for many years but didn't uh, have an opportunity so uh, 10 years ago, I helped. I was one of the group of citizens here locally that started Dakota Hope, as, and we are celebrating our 10th anniversary this year. So, um, And then uh, I never planned to work here. In fact, I retired from my job uh, at the cancer center here in Minot. And then uh, several months after that, the clinic director we had uh, resigned to move out of state and so I took over the job temporarily, and um, six years later, here I am, <laughs> still still doing it. So, but it's just uh, a very rewarding um, thing to do. Nadia, I'm kind of curious about your, um, like, what moved your heart to go into this area? What was it that prompted you to kind of come come out of the shadows of retirement and and do this work? <laughs> well, I I graduated from college about the time and giving away my age here, but I graduated from college about the time that um, there was a lot of debate going on in the country um, on Roe v. Wade, and then shortly, a couple of years after I graduated, um, there was uh, the, that was when Roe was decided. So um, even while I was in college, I, I had friends, and we were very concerned about the abortion issue then, and we had even tried to start our own um, pregnancy center, pregnancy health center, it didn't that idea didn't go anywhere because we really didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> and I guess it wasn't God's timing. Um, but anyway, uh, after that, uh, you know, I just kind of it was always on my heart, but I never really, you know, raising a family and um, other things, I never really um, got involved in starting anything. So when the opportunity came uh, uh, about twelve years ago, um, you know, I was introduced to someone else who had the same thing on our hearts, and uh, so we began to pray about it, and then we met other people who, um, you know, it was just God's providence that we all came together when we did and found the resources, and uh, thanks to a very generous community and a lot of supporters to be able to start Dakota Hope, and it's been thriving ever since. And then, uh, Nadia, could you tell us one more time, when was Dakota Hope itself properly founded? How long has it been going? Um, it's been going, we opened the doors um, uh, 10 years ago next month, so September of 2013. Okay, awesome, a whole decade of yeah. service. Yes. I, I know. And we've been, during that time, we've been the only one in North Central, Northwest North Dakota. 
Wow. I know that, that um, pregnancy help centers, uh, however you want to phrase that, are getting have gotten a bad rap in, in the last couple of years from the, the pro-abortion contingent. How are you dealing with that uh, to kind of reframe and kind of reintroduce your mission in light of that, uh, that discourse? Well, you know, that's a huge question. It's a very good question, and it's something I could spend a long time talking about. But basically, we are um, continuing to do what we started to do, um, but we are just, you know, uh, looking at the opposition and seeing what they're throwing at us and uh, making sure that we only give factual uh, evidence-based information because that's one of the big accusations is that, that we tell lies to women uh, about abortion and about their alternatives. And uh, we've never done that, but we certainly don't do it now. But we just make sure that everything we say is backed up by evidence. And um, and then we just uh, love on those ladies that come in with an unintended pregnancy. You know, and we find out that many of them that come in and are abortion-minded, which means that they are, they are thinking in their mind that abortion is their <coughs> best option. <coughs> Excuse me. They, we find that many of them don't really want an abortion, but they, but they feel pressured into it. They feel that they have no other choice. And some of those uh, reasons are like maybe their boyfriend or their husband even, or even their parents are threatening to kick them out of the house if they um, don't have an abortion. So, you know, the prospect of being homeless with an infant is, is quite daunting. So they might think that, well, maybe I have to go through this with this, you know. So or maybe they don't see any way that they can get health care. Uh, maybe they just feel totally alone and abandoned. Um, we can help with all of those things with not only what we offer here, but we can help with, with referral to community resources. And uh, so we, we help them be fully informed about all their options with evidence-based information. <clears throat> of course, we can't force anybody to do anything. But we find that 90%, about 90% on average of our clients that are pregnant do make a life choice. And uh, so we're, that's very gratifying. We, we wish it was a, and hope and pray someday it'll be 100%. Uh, but uh, we feel like we are really making a difference. And just your listeners should know, too, that Dakota Hope is not really, a, it's not at all a political organization. Um, that is a very important avenue to fight abortion in politics. But uh, we, what we do here is we don't, that's not our main mission. That's not our mission, really. We just offer the practical help and support that women and their boyfriends or their husbands and the father of the baby need to make a life choice, to encourage them to make a life choice, to tell them the truth about what abortion is and how it can affect not only their baby, but affect them, like the, the father and the mother of that aborted baby can be heartbroken and, and have pain for the rest of their life if they make that choice. And so we, we try to let them know about the facts of what their decision involves. So you have a very beautiful sort of, I guess, service and in ways ministry, even though I know it's maybe not exactly a fully religious organization at Dakota Hope Clinic, but again, it still is a, in its own way a spiritual mission that you have here, and you're doing very important work. And then I wanted to ask, because we often talk about when we're saying like the opposition is doing this, we're often on the defensive. Do you have ways of being proactive and uh, helping to really spread your message in a way kind of before the pro-abortion crowd has set the narrative on that or finding ways to kind of more be a bit more offensive with it rather than defensive? 
Sure, sure. Um, but before I do that, I want to address whether we are a religious organization. Sure. And, um, because Dakota Hope is, we are, uh, and it's in our bylaws and in our founding documents, that we are a Christian organization. Okay. That's how we are incorporated as a Christian organization. We are not affiliated <clears throat> directly with any one denomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Protestants of various kinds and Catholics on our board and as staff members here. So we all work together because we're like-minded in the pro-life cause and wanting to help women and men make a life choice. So um, we are, but we do have um, traditional Christian values. We have a statement of faith and uh, we, you know, that everyone that works here and is on our board has to be a practicing Christian and a member of of a local church. So we do practice that way. So I like that we, a lot, that you're not walking on eggshells by any means. It's like, this is a religious mission in its own way. That's very good to see such a strong affirmation of faith. Yes, yes, it is. It definitely is. Now, we anybody can come to our clinic, and we will help them. Anybody that comes to our clinic, regardless of their faith background or if they have any faith. And But it is a big part of our mission that we... No, we try to treat the person in a holistic, not treat them, but um, support them in a holistic manner, which means that we are concerned about their spiritual well-being, and if they are open to it, uh, we do address those issues, and um, that is a very important part of our mission. We pray regularly together and for our clients, um, but it's not forced down the throat of anybody that doesn't want to. I go down that road, but uh, we find that many of our clients are open to growth in a spiritual way, so that's very gratifying. Now, you asked about being proactive against the critics. Um, One thing that we are working on is expanding our services, and that's uh, a way of being proactive. One of the things you'll read in the um, literature and then the articles that are critical of clinics like ours is that we are limited services. Um, and that is true, we are limited, but every clinic is limited. You know, a, a doctor, an allergist doesn't uh, deliver babies. They just do allergies. You know, so we are limited services. But one way we are trying to um, be more proactive is to expand our services. And some of the ways that, and we have done that, we have um, added a post-abortion treatment program uh, which means that uh, if a woman is uh, regretful of uh, or is suffering psychologically from a past abortion, we have a program that is very well um, uh, is getting more popular for that. So we, we don't turn our back on anyone who or condemn anyone who has had an abortion in the past. Uh, we have understanding and compassion for them and invite them to our post-abortion program, which is led by... Um, women who have had a past abortion themselves so and found healing through Christ. So that is a, a very important program we have added. We have also added a program for um, healing after abuse of any kind for women. So that has been impactful also. And we are working to add uh, STI testing services and treatment services and and more, and we are also working to do more public education. So. It seems to me that what you're doing to combat all of that is just to continue doing what you've always done. You roll up your sleeves, you address the issues, and just move forward. Even as the darts are flying, you just don't 
pay attention to that. You just keep on going, pray, and that's a wonderful mission. Um, and, exactly. And that's right. And now you're expanding. And so when we get back on the other side of the break, we want to talk about the new satellite clinic that's that's going to be going up here um, for, through uh, Dakota Hope Clinic, but in Botano. So um, yes. there'll be a whole new area of women who will, and men who will be serviced by this. And so we want to get the details on that. So don't go away. We will be right back after this break with more from Nadia Smetana from the Dakota Hope Clinic and hear more about the new satellite clinic in Botano after this break. So stay tuned and we'll be right with you. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow. We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen, your co-host with... Aaron Bosch. And we are on the phone here with Nadia Smetana from the Dakota Hope Clinic. And she is uh, up in Minot, but they're starting a new satellite clinic in Botno. So, Nadia, we just want to hear a little bit about that satellite qu- clinic. What what uh, kind of went into like determining that that would be the place that you would expand into? And then just tell us a little bit about what's going on and where you're at right now with that. Okay, thank you. As we went along here in Minot, we realized that um, there weren't a lot of... Um, clients coming to us from the rural communities and when they did um, they maybe came to us when they were pregnant but then they didn't do a lot of follow-up and as you know we we offer a lot of a long-term 
uh, educational and material help long term uh, up through the time that the woman uh, woman's baby has become the toddler. So there wasn't much follow up, and we realized that probably a lot of that. The reason for that is that it's the distance, the time, and the cost of travel so far uh, into Minot uh, is an issue. And so we thought, well, why not take our services out to the rural communities? So last year in October, we opened a satellite clinic, our first in Tioga, North Dakota, which is about 80 miles on the uh, uh, west side of Minot, of course. And so that was successful. So we decided, well, let's reach out to the uh, other end of the, our service area. So, and we found interest. Uh, people have invited us to um, consider opening a clinic in Botno. And so, you have to have buy-in from the local community. You can't just go tell people that's what we want to do. We want to open a clinic in your community. So, we, but we definitely had a lot of interest in Botno, just like we had in Tioga. So, uh, we ha- it's uh, coming to fruition. It's been a, a long process to find a site and get it remodeled and and uh, but we are finally um, looking to open that, the doors of that clinic for business on September 13th now and then uh, we are having an open house uh, to for people to take tours and just come and hear what it's all about um, that open house is going to be next Wednesday August 30th so we're inviting people to that and we're there's a wide range of time frames when you can come and visit us so we're open from 12 noon till 7 p.m. on 8, August 30th for people to come and see and hear about our new clinic. Wonderful. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the Botno area and, and uh, what, what you think you're going to, um, what are some of the specifics about that area that are uh, kind of going to be a focus for that satellite clinic? Okay, well, um, we, uh, it's, about, it's about 80 miles northwest of Minot. So again, um, we weren't seeing a lot of clients in that area. So we thought that we know that in rural communities, just like in more um, larger cities like Minot, there's about half of the pregnancies that are unintended. And so that's a lot of people that may need help in uh, dealing with that. So, um, and in addition to the um, communities there, there's a, a native community close by and uh, they certainly have um, issues with unintended pregnancy also. Uh, every community has it. Every uh, race has it. So we are looking to minister to everyone up there in that community that might uh, need our services. And uh, so we're just looking forward to it. We've been, um, like I said, very much welcomed by other businesses and um, churches in that community who are pro-life are working with us and welcoming us into that community. So we're really looking forward to serving that community. Nadia, can you tell us some of the success stories, like some of the stories that jump out through the years that have really been impactful for for you in your own journey and just where you Mm -hmm. know that you're making a difference? Sure. Um, Well, one of the things that people, uh, I'm just going to, before I answer that, I'm going to mention our two banquets coming up because uh, one thing that will happen at the banquet if people attend is they will hear a personal a, a client tell her story in the, her words on a video, and you'll get to see her baby and everything. And this was a gal that was abortion-minded, and when she first came in, she felt like that that's all she could think was probably her answer 
to her situation, and um, now she's um, uh, she's had her baby. She's being a, she's a good mother, and she is uh, growing so much in her personal life. She has uh, she was formerly addicted to substances, and now she's uh, recovered from that, and she's actually in college. So she has a, just a beautiful story with a surprise ending that I think people will really enjoy hearing about. And so that's one story. And another one that comes to my mind is um, not long ago, we had a gal come in, and she was a walk-in. She walked in right away, almost when we opened in the morning, and she says, where can I find an abortion? And so, you know, every all our other nurses were busy, so I and another gal visited with her and just said, well, tell us what's going on. And, you know, turned out that she was one of those. She didn't really want an abortion, but she had just lost her job. She was a single gal, with, uh, and she said she was in an abusive situation. So, you know, there's, she just had so many issues and no support in the area of anyone that she trusted. So, but now, you know, we offered her all the things we could offer her, plus our understanding and just a listening ear is one of the main things she needed. And now she's uh, taking care of her beautiful new baby. So, you know, there's, she did not have an abortion. And so there's many, many stories like that. Another thing that's been really impactful to me is the stories of women who have had an abortion in the past but have come through our healing program and how their lives have turned around. You know, we really need to have a lot of understanding and compassion for women who have had a past abortion. And it might be a week ago, it might be 40 years ago. And um, many of those women are suffering silently, and, and we really, they really need our understanding and our, our compassion. That's definitely one of the lies that the other side tells, that it's all good, you move on with your life, everything's great, and yet you've seen a whole other aspect of it. You've seen the brokenness, and also how yes, lies definitely. have changed when they, you know, when you when you keep your child. Yes, it's going to be hard. That's one of the hardest things in the world is to, to, to mother and to parent your child. That's a life yes. that, that is eternal, right? And, um, and yet... Exactly. To make that yeah. decision is, is just, um, it's life-changing. And like you said, with the one example of the gal that's in college now, it, it, it brought her out of addiction because she had something to focus on and to live for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to mention the details of our fundraising banquets coming up. You sure. know, all our services are free, and we do not take any money from the government. So we totally depend, we really depend on uh, people to support us financially and with their prayers and with their items for um, the moms that we give out in our baby boutique. So, um, but our banquets coming up are on the September 18th. That's a Monday evening here in Minot. And then we're having our first fundraising banquet in Botno at the Cobblestone Inn the next day. That would be September 19th. And so people can attend, sign up to attend either banquet, no matter where they live. They can come either night. And it's the same speaker. It'll be pretty much the same program. You'll hear the client testimony. You'll hear what's going on at Dakota Hope and how we are growing and how much how support how how important it is that you either support us with um, a monthly donation or a one-time donation and or both. And so we just uh, really need people to come to these banquets and hear a national speaker named Carol Everett, who had worked in the abortion industry for many years. And then she had a conversion to the Lord Jesus, and 
and now she's been working in the pro-life industry or you know pro-life movement Mm -hmm. so she has a wonderful very impactful story herself and so it'll just be a very inspirational evening and uh, it'll be a big help to Dakota Hope any support that we will raise that night. Carol Everett was here as a a speaker years ago and, and, and I remember being struck by her story of how young um, the children were being targeted to to kind of separate from their parents and start to trust the other people in their life that had had a that well to try to get them to to you know not listen to their parents so they could become more pro choice pro abortion and it was just yes. really startling yeah. to me. I had young kids at the time and I thought, oh man, this is it. Just was an eye opener for me. So she'll she'll have a great impactful story for sure so where where do yes, they go to where do they um where do people find out more about that like is there a website yes dakota hope website is uh it's just dakotahope.org that's dakotahope.org you can find information there where to sign up for the banquet and or you can just call us and call our office number which is 701-852-4675 that's 701 701- Eight five two four six seven five, and either way you can uh, get registered for that banquet. And by the way, I should mention that we would we do need the registrations by September eighth, so that is coming up in just a short while here. So if you think you can attend any banquet, either banquet, please sign up before or by September eighth. Okay, well, wonderful. Um, what a great opportunity, people often ask, what can I do to help? And um, maybe they can't come to Fargo or Moorhead to, to the abortion facility and pray downtown, but uh, there are other yeah. ways you can give throughout the state. And, and God bless you for your work there in Minot and now Botno as oh, well. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing about this. Um, any final thoughts for, for our listeners before we have to go here? Well, just don't be discouraged by the way the society is going. You know, um, you can you can get involved locally and and help and make a big difference in maybe one person's life, and and that will pay eternal benefits. So don't be discouraged. Get involved in the pregnancy help movement locally if that's what interests you, and uh, it's just it'll be so gratifying to you. Great message. Any thoughts, Aaron? Well, just gonna wander out the mind. I believe it's August thirtieth from noon to seven p.m. is the open house for the new clinic in Botno, correct? Yes, yes. Yes, well, everyone absolutely get register, down there and see just it. Just show up. Just show up. Okay, all the better. Just it's easy to up. go. Okay. All right. And then, and then and bring, a, bring a baby item for the whole piece if you can. <laughs> all right. Come to the open house. Okay, bring a baby Thank item. You. Thank you so much. And we will be right back with a children's book author, Kate Sidnor. So be tune in again when we on the other side of the break. Oh. All right, see you soon. <laughs> 